Episode 11 of the Tartan Running Shorts podcast, hosted by Tom Bryan and myself, Kyle Gregg. So Tom, what's on this week? Welcome back listeners, we've got a big week for you. We've got firstly our preview of the Inverness Campus 5k women's race, which is happening this week, that'll follow our discussion of the men's race last week, and then we've got as well as all our usual stuff about our training and some races, we've got a new Doc Talks with your coach, Kyle. Yeah, we do. Um, so, yeah, we'll chat about that uh, later on in the show. Uh, it's going to be a good, quite an interesting one, this this um, episode. So it's periodized nutrition and distance running. So, Excellent. yeah, it should be quite good. Great, Aye. great stuff. So, Tom, so I hear you, you were competing in the weekend. How did, you, how did your race go? The race went well, so... I remember, so to go back, I said I was shooting to go top five based on results in the recent years and hoping to go under 34 minutes. So I was one of two there. I was third, which was cool, but I was 34.46. So not quite where I was wanting to be on the time, but it was the We Love Manchester 10K. I ran on Sunday while we were down visiting Fee's parents. And you know what? It's really cool. It starts and finishes at the the City of Manchester Stadium, which is the warm-up track that was spilt for the Commonwealth Games in 2002, I want to say. And, uh, yeah. 2002? 2002, yes. I think that was then. Anyway, right next to the Etihad Stadium, which is where Man City play now. So you start on this track next to the stadium, you come out, pretty much do a lap outside the stadium, and then you just go on these roads around the stadium, a little bit of an undulating course. But, um, yeah, really cool event. You know, um, my race went okay, so went off at the pace I was looking for, sort of um, five... 30s to try and go under 34 minutes a bit under that um yeah went off the guy who so the guy who eventually won it uh mr abu rezik who you'll remember from the inverness marathon which he won he shot off now he ran he won he it did like twice start, twice he's a two-man winner two-time winner so he went off won it in like 31 minutes me and three or four others were in a bit of a group and a bit of a sort of tussle in the first half i was sitting in fifth for a bit and then we got into 3k and i moved through and into second actually and i sat in second till about oof, 7k with this guy right on my shoulder and he went past me at 7k long story short in the heat i tied up a wee bit in the last couple of miles and um yeah finished in third managed to hold off the the challenge of the guy behind so a bit of a fade in the second half sadly but you know i was pleased to come third bit of a payday which is always nice and uh, yeah it was a cool race Brilliant. Really hot though. That was the yeah. that was the difficulty. You know, twenty seven degrees. Just you'll know from Stonehaven. A wee bit, a wee bit warm. So uh, that was that was difficult. And it was a good day. Fee was second as well. So double celebrations in the Bryan household for uh, for yeah. So it was worth the trip. Brilliant. Ah, sounds a sounds a real real good cool. payday for you guys. Um, yeah, it was decent. What did you get? You got. You got you got you got eighty pounds for first yeah, place. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, not so bad. It'll, and yeah, uh, and you also uh, you also saw one of your 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 running idols as well, didn't you? I did. Well, that was that was the highlight. So obviously, so becoming third was cool. It meant I get to go on the podium. So they were calling at the podium, and as I went over to the podium, I'm thinking that's Ron Hill stood next to the podium. I went over and Ron Hill's handing out the envelopes. So I took the envelope off him. I stood oh, on the podium next to him, and I was like, "Is that you know when you double take him? Like, is that Ron Hill?" I'm like, I'm pretty sure I read someone it was Ron Hill. Anyway, it became cl- clear to me it was because he was wearing a Ron Hill T-shirt. Um, but anyway, of course, <laughs> I recognised him anyway. And we did. They did the whole prize giving thing, and the other two guys were stood on the podium, and they left. And I was straight over to him 
handshake, we photo, and it was brilliant. Really nice book. Great to see him in such good health. Such a legend, you know. And you, you know, you hear uh, rumors every now and again that he's not been well, and he looked very good health. And yeah. we chat with him, you know, top just legend so my only regret is that i yeah. didn't have my phone on me to get a cheeky uh, trs interview uh, i know <laughs> you need you need to take your dick to phone everywhere you go absolutely. for a good, a good time running show uh, interview absolutely yeah, anywhere so, you go you know you never know who you're gonna bump into you exactly um so anyway really cool event so yeah pleased with that and um yeah i mean all in last week was quite quiet week training wise um with the racing line so yeah that's good we're getting 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 these races done, and speaking of ten k's, you were in ten k action as well on the weekend. I was, yeah. Um, I think I mentioned that I was going to be doing the the Forest Highland Games ten k um, last in the last week's show. Um, it was also incorporated as the North of Scotland ten North ten k championship. So nice. Um, so yeah, it's going to be quite a quite a good field. Um, I've done obviously it being my local my home my home ten K, it was it's always good to to go back home and uh you know, give the give the fans what they want, you know. <laughs> uh so so yeah. <laughs> so I I got on the start line and you know what I oh, you know what I had on, Tom? I think I know. I think I've seen it in photos, but tell me. I, I had my tart I had my tart and running shorts, proud as punch I was. Top man. The only difference is that, yeah, I've got under um, what do you call that stuff? Under, uh, under armor, under underwear. underwear, underwear. I've got a pair of underwear briefs I wear with those now, just in case any um, any accidents happen round the running yeah. track. Especially well, there was kids in front of kids there, so you got to be careful, yeah. Well, there was kids races anyway, so yeah, you don't want to be, you know, I want I want to keep my job, you know. So absolutely. Uh, so yeah, it was it was it was really good. Um, re- again, probably similar to you, Tom. It was it was a really warm day. Um. You know, I I should have wore a cap. I should. I need to buy a white cap like yours. Um, I had mine. You I, to, you I had mine find... on. White cap yeah. in Manchester. All right. I'll lend it to you. Well, well, my head's burnt. Oh, it's crisp <laughs> now in my head. Um. So yeah, started started the race. Felt really good. I say I felt really good. I mean, it's a ten k. I haven't done a fast race for a long time. I, I say I did the half marathon, but a ten k is a little bit short these days. But um, but I mean, you know, it's. I was just wanting to get out there, give it a good hard um, run, give it a good hard race. Um, the the course probably suits me as well because there's a, quite a bit of climb in the first five k, and then it's kind of all downhill. It's it kind of flattens out a wee bit and it's quite undulating for the last couple of miles. But um, but yeah, just just a real tough tough ten k. Um, you know, the condition, the conditions of the day, and the type of course it is. Wasn't when there weren't any fast times for anyone. Um, so yeah, so started off. Um, there was a few a few guys in the the first kind of couple of miles. It was myself, um, James Wilson, Kenny Wilson's brother, um, and a guy called Hamish Hickey from Ross County. He's about seventeen years old. He's still a kid. Uh, who else was in? Donny McDonald uh, from Inverness, and also John John Newsom was just ahead of us as well. Um so he was about twenty metres ahead for the first couple of miles. So I, I you know, John's got the speed just now. I I was just focusing on just getting, you know, not trying just probably a bit like you, Tom, just trying to get a top five, you know. Um I know it sounds usually if you rewind back a couple of years couple of years ago I'd be aiming you know, I'd be aiming for a uh Obviously, a sub thirty-two, or um, you know, that's what it was you know, mm-hmm. sub thirty-three with when I was running with Kenny a couple of years ago. But 
I haven't got the speed just now, but you know, I I, I certainly um, yeah, I, I haven't surprised myself in the, the latter stages of the race. I felt a little bit sluggish in the way we up um, and managed to pull through. Um, me and Donnie McDonald were having a little uh, battle and uh, for the the second place. Nice. Um, nothing worse, nothing worse than having a battle when it's so warm and you know you're yeah. you, you've got two miles to go and you're breathing out your ass and uh, it's just like. It just it just it just reminded me of that day when I was running with Kenny and we we're just huh. going back and forth and I thought oh god so um so I managed to pull pull away not not a huge amount of, you know it was only twelve seconds between me and um, Donnie at the end of it uh, John he was about oh, just over thirty five seconds forty seconds ahead of us um so he ran in thirty three fifty no thirty three forty eight. I uh, finished in thirty-four and a half minutes, so it was yeah, quite a quite a slow race, but yeah. it's oh, not about the though. times now, right? you know. It's no, yeah, yeah, it's not about the times. So, um, so yeah, it was really good to to see some some young guys coming through as well. You know, James also he's a ginger. You know, he he says he was uh, he struggles in the heat. Um, no shit. And uh, the guy Hamish, yeah, <laughs> Hamish uh, Hickey, who's the Ross County guy, he was in he came in fourth place. Uh, he's only, like I said, he's only seventeen, um, but he's Blimey. he's doing the race you're doing tomorrow, the UHI five k. So yeah, uh, he's sixteen flat. So interesting to see how he gets on. Yeah, um, but we can chat about that uh, later on anyway. So well, it sounds, yeah, like, a, that, that it sounds that. like a good race. Well, that's what I think. I mean, I think ah. for both of us, it's uh, you know when it's a day like that for you, it was hilly. For both of us, it was hot, and you think, yeah, you're going for time. But when it, when it becomes obvious that the time is on, it's quite good just to. All you're thinking about is racing, and it's not. To be honest, it's quite novel for me because I'm not usually at the sharp end of the, the field so much. And yeah, truth be told, the race I was running was a bit light, but it was it was cool to be. You know, after about ugh, a mile or two, I realised this is not about a time here. This is about getting yeah. on that podium and trying to beat two of the well, one guy was away, but try and beat one of the two guys that was I was racing with. So yeah, and, and for you, I mean, to John Newsom is a formidable uh, opponent. So to for you, not even in 10k shape to still be hunting him down is good. Uh, that's good running. Well, I, you know, I, I was running, going. You never know. You might bonk her at night. Definitely didn't bonk. You know, uh, not in a 10k. Anyway, I was like, I wonder if he's ever going to pull him back. And that uh, was definitely not happened. But yeah, no, you're right. Like, you know, there's something, um, there's something, you know, raw about running where you know you, you forget about the watch. I mean, I actually was going to wear my watch. I forgot to take it. Um, my Cinto. And uh, I just, you know, I ran without it, and it was just oh, cool. really nice just to be racing without any time or pace. Not, I mean, I didn't even look at my time. You know, I just raced and just looked for a place. Forgot about times, pace, and because yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter in races like this where you're not going for a PB, you're not going for a time. Exactly. Um, so I think there's a lot to be said with with a lot of runners. You know, if you're going to be racing. Forget about your watch, you know, just focus on um, doing, you know, running as good, quick as you can and as economical as you can. And another prime example is Carl Hawkins when he did his, uh, he ran, uh, was it the great half marathon, the great Scottish run last year? Yes. Last year, Tom? When he ran a 60, he ran, he, well, it was, I think it was when it was, was, um, two, was the course years, was actually, and that was measured, two, two years ago when he won it, yeah. Yeah, um, but, he never wore a watch, and his pace was ridiculous. It was he was going four forties, and he was flying, absolutely flying. But you know, he never wore a watch, and he, he even you know, I think uh, there was a lot of belief that he ran 
he ran by feel. He didn't run by pace. He wasn't governed by time. Just basically what we're going on about uh, when Fraser, Fraser Klein yeah. was on, on the show. So if you haven't listened to his um, interview, I'd encourage you to listen to that. And just, um, you know, d- just the, the information he's given about, you know, pace and, um, and, and races as well is, is quite interesting too. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, so that, that, that kind of sums it up really, Tom, uh, for, for my weekend. Um, I, uh, I then went on Sunday to be another cheerleader for, for Debbie. She was doing the Scottish Triathlon uh, Sprint Championships. And uh, thankfully, she retained her title, which was, which was awesome. Um, so totally proud of her for, for doing that. Um, she, yeah, so she also, you know, her, her, her swim, she was out of the water in second place in the swim. There was four, four of the girls who, who were out together almost, um, and on the bike, she tore everyone apart. It was it was incredible what she uh, it was a like four minutes um, lead she had on the second place girl who Natalie Stewart Natalie Milne she she was who was in the Commonwealth Games for the relay a few years ago, a few years ago. Um, so yeah, so it was good to see her win, um, and she had a good run as well, which was good. And the only thing I would say about uh, about Debbie's performance, I said this before. Beth Potter's, um, you know, she's a, you know, she's a, a phenomenal endurance uh, monster and uh, over the over the the distance running um, and also triathlon now. So it'd be, you know, I, I would really, I'd really like to see Beth doing one of these, uh, one of the, the, the national jumps. championship triathlon races. Oh, I'd love, love to see her and Debbie just go neck and neck in that because then obviously Beth's a really good runner. She's a good swimmer. But on the bike, um, I think you know De- Debbie's Debbie's Jen's on the bike just now, uh, so it'd be really interesting to see if she was, um, yeah, you know, if she was if she was able to do one of these, you know, the Scottish tra- Standard Championships. I think that's Debbie might miss that one, but hey ho, maybe next year, maybe next year we'll get a a Greg a Greg Potter lineup lineup in the cards. Crikey! Well, so, so we know we know Scottish yeah, athletics listen. Yeah, yeah. We know Scottish athletics listen to the show, so. And we know that they must have contacts with Beth Potter. So Kyle and Debbie Greg are calling you out, Beth Potter. They want to see you on the start line Debbie, of a national chance triathlon. I must say though, Debbie Greg's not calling Beth out. It's me. I, I just want to start stir the waters. Right. I just want to to get that out there. You know, but uh, you know, you, if, if, if you know she's a Scottish Championships, you know, you should you should always support your. Your uh, your championships, you know Andrew Butcher, Callum Hawkins, you know, all these Robbie Simpson, all these guys support the 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 local races and their national championships. So yeah, quite right. It'll be really good for her to do that too. So there you go. Very good. Anyway, so, Tom. What else have you been doing then? What else have you going on? What other news have you got for us in the life of Kyle Gregg, Jimmy oh, International? God. Well, uh, calm yourself, Tom. That was that was that's that's history. That. Oh, that <laughs> that's, no, uh, no one can take that. <laughs> No one can take that yeah. best away from you. No, well, yeah, that's true. Unless I'll somebody nicks it again. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, so I've got, um, I've been dabbling in this race. It's, uh, it's, it's called the Swiss Alpine um, Ultra. It's the Iron Trail in Switzerland, in Davos. Uh, it's at the end of the month, and I've, I've been contemplating doing doing this race. And uh, but I had to get the, I had to get the run. You know, I had to get the permission from the from the gaffer. The, the, the doc talks Lewis Walker, so um, so I asked him if I could do it, and he was he was kind of hewing and hawing, and 
you know, eventually I convinced them because obviously I'm, you know, all the I'm putting all my eggs in in the basket for Chicago Marathon now, aren't I? Yeah. Um, which is in October. So you know, doing another ultra uh, in the run up to the marathon is going to be a bit of an issue. Um, you know, I do I want to start getting speed back into my legs. Um, so I convinced them, or um, you know, which is which is good. Um, but you know, my training. The run up to the the ultra is going to be slightly different to the the, the prep I've had for the other ultras. Um, mm-hmm. Just you know, essentially, I'm I'm starting to, to to train for Chicago now, but I'm just going to add in the the ultra race at the end of the month um, without really doing a huge amount of training for it. Just because it's so you know, it's only in a, it's only in a couple of weeks, so I can't do a huge amount of training anyway. So mm-hmm. I'm basing this um, this race off by. Uh, off, off the back of all the ultras and all the training I've been doing anyway, so mm-hmm. hopefully it'll go well. Um, and it's uh, yeah, it's on Saturday the God two weeks on Saturday, God twenty eighth of July. Um, not long at all, really. So I've got my mum and dad coming along, which is good. I convinced them to take their holidays uh, that week, so I'm, they're going to be my cheerleaders. Um, Debbie's going to have to stay and look after the cat um, oh, and no. also work. So I'm going to make a short short trip away, just a couple of you know, just a few days because I've got to be back at work as well. So yeah, that, so other than that, I've just been yeah doing a bit of speed work. Um, I had a really good session yesterday actually, which is good. Uh, I was doing six times the kilometer, and uh, I'm just getting my my three k times down to about uh, no one k splits were. Um, were kind of like three or twos, three or fours, um, nice. with a couple of minutes recovery. So that, that was quite nice just to get that back. I've been doing a little bit of strength work, uh, just some some clams, some reverse clams, bridges, crab walks, uh, kettlebell swings, um, single leg lunges as well. So just just um, body weight kind of work because uh, my glutes and my hammies are a little bit a little bit weak just now. You know, and that, that comes probably all this training I've been doing as well. So, yeah. anyway, Tom, um, I'm rambling on a bit. So, uh, yeah, so that, that's it. that's about it for me and my plans for the next kind of couple of weeks. Very good. Um, well, you've got a big race coming up tomorrow, though, haven't you? I do. So I've so this week I've been pretty quiet. It was a bit of recovery Monday for the race. Tuesday I had a I did a sort of little half sort of well, not even a session, just a few sort of some strides and whatnot. Because I've got the Inverness Campus 5K tomorrow night. The hashtag UHI road to UHI 5K, as Kenny Wilson says. So by the time this goes oh. out, we're hoping that this is this will go out. It's Thursday night now. Hoping it'll go out Thursday night because uh, we're going to do the preview uh, shortly. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. It looks. We'll talk. We've talked about the men's field last night. The field looks stacked. It's a flat and fast course. There is no excuse. My only concern is no. I went into I went in thinking, do you know what? I can, I thought I'm going to run a solid 10k last weekend. <laughs> That's going to give me all the confidence I need to go to this 5k. But running in the, the I don't know, running in the heat or whatever, maybe I'm not. Anyway, long I'm not. Don't have the time. I was hoping to back up my ambitions, but do you know what? I'm still going to go for it. I'm still going to. I'm just going to go hard. Hard. Go hard. Go hard to go home. Exactly. So I'll see if I can go. I would like to go sub 16:20. 16:15's got a nice ring to it. Bit quicker than that, we'll see. I, I don't know. It's I think for someone who's run thirty four, fourteen as a season's best, uh, yeah, that could be doable. And it's a race, you know. What I mean, I think I'm. I can. 
I like I like a, a bit of a race as well. There's a couple of the Metro boys going up. Well, fancy we ding dong with so some of the Inverness guys as well. So we'll see. But I'm up for it for sure. And since it's going to be exciting. I mean, I think you're playing yourself down a wee bit. I mean, you've, when you're in training, it's so difficult to know. Like you can be ah, oh, just just exactly what I said. I've been hitting this this pace for this kilometer, but you're running by yourself. You've got you're not tapered. You're not you know you're not in the right race mode. You're not in the right mindset. When tomorrow night, Tom, you're going to be on that start line. Ron Hill's just giving you a, a boost. Yeah, you know, you're going to be buzzing, man. You're going to be buzzing. You're going to have a massive. You're going to have these this big group around you, hopefully. Yeah. And just tuck in behind them, um, and and you know, and just just enjoy the ride, like, because you know, if you can, again, this goes yeah. back to these these races, like, if you've got a good group of folk. The, if you can shelter, they'll carry you along. You're, you're, there's no resistance. You're not getting that wind resistance because the fat people in front of you, Tom, are going to be blocking <laughs> all that. And you're Absolutely. just going to fly home in, in a PB. So just make sure that Fiona is not the one um, blocking you. That's that's all I'm going to say with that. Oh, yeah, that's the that's the fear. I think I think if anything, if Fee was to... I think Fee, Fee would drive me on. I think if I was to be... That would be a serious shock to the system. Fee coming past mm. me like jumping in ice-cold water. You know that... <gasps> That would be, <laughs> that would be, I'd be hyperventilating. I would, I would need to move. So, I will see. But anyway, we'll talk about the women's field shortly. But yeah, so I'm gonna be going up there. We're going to try and get some coverage, hopefully. While I'll be, I'll be trying to keep the listeners up to speed using the Tartan Running Shorts podcast, uh, Facebook and Twitter accounts while we're up there to get some, to get some information. So, Brilliant. we'll see. Well, you, just make sure you've got your your dictaphone out and uh, make sure you get get some some short snappy interviews. All the all the, the Scottish uh, running celebs as well. Okay. Exactly. I'm gonna to have to muscle Fraser Klein out the way if he's up there. So he's... Ah, yeah. Get get him out of the way. He's, he's uh, <laughs> yeah. This is exactly. this is our show now. Move, move over P and J TRS <laughs> in town. Right. So before we get before we get onto that, we've got uh, there's been quite a lot of racing action actually out with what we've been up to. Uh, believe it or not, over the weekend. Um, for what is quite often a quiet month, there seems to be quite a lot of racing on the go. So what uh, what have we got in Scotland over the last weekend? Well, I, I mentioned obviously the race I was doing, um, so I'll just go over like a few some the, the results. I mean, John Newsom was obviously first, I was second, and Donnie McDonald was third just behind me. Um, and the women's field was um, Gemma Cormack, who runs for Inverness Harriers. She was in first female home, um, forty twenty six. Uh, second was. Uh, Second, Elspeth Jenkins, who's a regular listener to the show, um, from My Roadrunners, uh, she's also a veteran as well now. So she she was second, and third was oh who was third? Jessica Power from Forest, um, she was third in the third place. So yeah, so that was that was the Highland Games, and what else do we have on? So we the also Creek had 10K. Yeah, we also had the Creef 10K, actually. So that's a, a race that wasn't on my radar, to be honest, but um, won by Saul Sweeney, Strathern Harriers, in 34-49. Second place was Scott Brem- Bremer of Central AC, 36-32. And third was Gordon Matheson, Falkland Trailrunners, in 36-53. On the women's side, it was Louise Tyler for the win. She's done Blaine Runners in 42-09. Second place was Maddie Watson, Strathern Harriers, also, round 43-32. And rounding off the podium was Maggie Holvold, who's unattached in 44-23. So my only question that is Saul Sweeney. That's not Saul Sweeney as in the, the quick lad, is it? 
It must be. It's not, it can't be that. It can't be that many Saul Sweeney's. No, there can't be. So it's not. A, it's not the the regular name you get. You get in in Scotland, is it? No, it's not. It must so, be him. So maybe well, If any listeners have got any information on that, please let us know. But if it is, that's cool to see him knocking out a 10k and getting a win in Creef. So yeah, very yeah. good. I'm not sure how. I mean, obviously, if it's um, if it is, if it's 34, I, I would imagine he would be a lot quicker than that. Um, so I don't know how quick the course is. I don't get that quick a course, but like I said, at the end of the day, a win's a win. Absolutely. Maybe he yeah. jogged it. Maybe he did. I mean, yeah, it could just be a training run. Who knows? Uh, so we also had uh, on the weekend an ultra race. It was the Great Glen Ultra. Uh, so that was on the 7th of July. Um, now, this is, what is it, a 78-mile run uh, from Fort William uh, all the way to Inverness. So it's the Great Glen. Um, now, I've done the Great Glen, really, which... Uh, we used to we used to do our, my old club Forest Hires and it was a it was an awesome event um, but unfortunately this, they had to cancel the event I think it was mainly due to the the safety of of the runners because um, the, the the event was getting so popular and a lot of it's ran on the road um, so they decided you know and there was cars parked at the side so I think the organisers decided to you know to to cap that race unfortunately which is which is a shame but uh this this race seems to you know that the same kind of theme seems to be resurrected the great glen ultra i think it's mainly off the trail because obviously uh, being a relay you'd have to um get travel to and from each uh checkpoint or each leg so this is mainly on the trail as a significant uh more significant more elevation um but yeah uh it seems a, a great race. Uh, we had the first place uh, mayor was from Dumbarton, Dumbarton Amateur Club, uh, David Shaw, uh, 11 hours and 8 minutes. And then second was Landon, Landon Guy. That's a, that's some name, that. I think, it's Guy, guy. I, think, I think it's Guy Landon. Ah, right. Okay, there we go. Guy Landon, not London Guy. Uh, so he's from Team Bath, and he was a vet, first veteran as well, second overall, 11 hours and 29 and our local guy, Gav Taylor, from Inch Trail Running Club, uh, he was third place. Great effort, 11.33, so only four minutes behind second, so there's not, nothing in that at all. And um, female winner was Joanna Murphy from Carnegie Harrier, Harriers in 12 hours and 14 minutes. She was also fourth overall. Fifth overall was also um, female Lynn Allen, uh, second and 12.19, so again, five minutes oh, between them. Yeah, yeah, and the third place uh, female was Shona Young um, from Lovian Running Club, and she was a uh, female veteran 50 as well, so great effort to her as well. So well done. So that, that rounds the, the ultra, the local um, ultra race in Scotland. So there you go. Very good. We had slightly shorter, we also had the Girvan AAC Half Marathon uh, on the weekend, that was that was won by Kerry Liam Wilson, the Canvas Lang. He's a, a regular on the Scottish racing circuit. He won in 74.10. In second place, we had Neil Kenneth, Air Seaforth, in 78.29. And in third place, Dan Thompson, Kilmarnock Harris AC, in 80.26. On the women's side, we had Laura Wallace, Air Seaforth, 88.51. Lynn Bruce in second place from Bell Houston Harris in 98.27. And in third place, Paula McCabe, also canvas line Harriers in 151.46. So um, I think it, 
I mean, it was hot everywhere last weekend. I think we're seeing that reflection in some of these some of these times because uh, oh, yeah. guys like Kelly and Wilson, you would, you've seen them run faster. But no, it's that's good. Good half marathon there. Mm. Mm-hmm. The Iowa Harris half marathon. I'd love to do this race. Um, yeah. It's obviously Harris is a beautiful place to go. Um, have you ever been there, Tom? I haven't been to Harris. No, it's on our yeah. it's on our to do list. I think there's a really good cycle you can do around Harris, isn't there? Like okay. around the around the island, uh, what sixty odd miles or so. Um, so yeah, it's also incorporating a, a half marathon. I think this is like uh, in Scotland, there's um, the Isle of Half, this the Island Half Marathon series. Um, so there's one in Sky, one in Isle of Harris, there's the Isle of Mull. Um, I don't know if there's like a you know a series overall series winner or whatnot, but it's um. No, it seems to be uh it seems to be quite a uh, yeah, it'd be quite a good summer holiday and incorporating a wee race if any of you locals in Aberdeen or wherever uh around the UK would, would go. I'd certainly encourage you to do these. Some of them also have like uh you know, an evening Kaylee as well. Um so yeah. So maybe have a look into that guys. So yeah, the first nice. place for the men was Ewan Crawford from HBT. Uh he's a talented runner. One sixteen thirty four. Grant Boyne, um who is is from he's uh he's got links to the north of Scotland. Um he was in one seventeen twenty five and Gavin Chalmers was in one hours and twenty one hour and twenty minutes. Women's uh Kerry Price, who's uh up up this area, Aberdeen, she was first in one hour thirty one. Uh Heather Ackers from Westerlands Cross Country Club was one hour thirty three. And finally, Cal Lloyd uh, from Port of Valley Plodders was one hour forty. <laughs> that's, that's some a, name, that isn't it? That's a great club. So, like that. that sounds. What is that? It sounds like a an alcoholic club in the valleys. Who knows? Yeah, it sure does. Yeah. And lastly, I guess sticking on the well, we're moving on to hill races. Actually, it was the Dollar Hill race, which is a very popular race down down in the central belt um won this year by hpt's peter g peter gardner won that in 127 second place colin donnelly of canvas lying in 130.10 and third place barry wilkinson of borrowdale fell runners in 131.03 on the women's side katrina buchanan ockle runners 134.58 cg mcphail of answer haddies in 148.25 was second and Gillian cairns Pennycook Harriers was third in 149.40. Brilliant. Um, I've done the Dollar Hill race. Great run. And the last time I did it was the Scottish um, Hill Running Championships. I think it was like, mm, cool. God, uh, four years ago. Um, yeah, really good course. Uh, it's just like really green. It's all run. It's all grassy. And I'd imagine this year the grass will all be brown <laughs> dead. and brown. And <laughs> dead, yeah. <laughs> so it would be probably a bit more brown looking than, than green. Um, but yeah, really, really good race to do. Uh, really, I would certainly encourage you to get along to that. Um, Great second news. place. Just a note of second place. Colin Donnelly's and he's a he's a hill running legend. Um, he's in his fifties now and he's still up there with all the the top guys in in the hill running scene. So good to see him um, running. You know, he's still got the yeah, numerous hill running records, which are you know very difficult to break. Um, but yeah, he was a a, a top athlete back in his uh, prime, so good to see him doing so well. And moving on, uh, in keeping with the theme of of mountain running, uh, run, hill running, um, 
the Zermatt Marathon in Switzerland was on. Uh, and our local legend, our local Commonwealth bronze medalist, Robbie Simpson, was, was running and he also won the race. So that was that was good to see. Um, he, he, he didn't just win the race, he, um, he obliterated the... The, the the field. Um, he was fifth. I think he was over fifteen minutes ahead. Second. Yeah, but, well, that's the thing. Right. This. So yeah, he was three hours, pretty much three hours flat. The guy behind him, three sixteen. That's a marathon uphill. I mean, I was aware of the Zermatt Marathon was a you know an uphill marathon, but until I looked at the the profile when I saw Strava, it's obscene. To run that sort of pace uphill is unbelievable. I mean. Yeah, it's brilliant. I mean, what is great to see him. You know, that's a big win. You know, you talk. Yeah. About- um, what was the, the elevation? Was it not two and a half thousand feet? Was it more than that? I don't. Know, I don't think it was about that. Anyway. Yeah, I did. I did actually look at Strava and um, I noticed in some of the sections, you know, the some of the flash type sessions, there was a, uh, you know, he was only he was running five thirties, five forties with about two hundred feet climb. So he's um. Yeah, he's, he's he's on fire just now. So whatever he's been doing in the mountains, uh, all that training he's been doing has been uh, has certainly put him in, in good stead. So yeah, well done, Robbie. Um, second place was Patrick Visor, um, and third place uh, a guy who I'm going to be racing at the end of the month actually uh, in Davos, uh, Virgin Armstrong from New Zealand. Uh, he he was third in three hours and eighteen. So. Um, so yeah, I'm hope, ho- hoping that he's got a little bit of fatigue in his legs for for my race coming up. Um, hopefully he doesn't listen to this, but mm-hmm. uh, he was actually at the Tarawira Ultra Marathon um, in February as well. So I met him there. Uh, he was doing the shorter distance. Uh, he, he, he didn't. He wasn't doing the hundred k obviously, but uh, he won the shorter distance of that race. So yeah, he'll be one of the, the, the my rivals for for a couple a couple of weeks. So we'll see how he gets on there. Um, and in the female event, uh, we had Ivana Ayosia. Um, she was first in three hours and 36, which is still a pretty, pretty swift time. And uh, GB girl Sarah Tunstall, who's um, GB International, uh, she was in second and three hours 44. And third was Anami Flynn from Colorado in three hours 51. So there you go. That's the uh, Zormat Marathon. And sticking with the, so we stick with the, uh, the distance events. In fact, moving up back up to ultra distance, it was the Ambleside Ultimate Trails 55k in uh, in England over the weekend. And that was won by your old mucker from the uh, the the race you did in, oh, um, in Mozart Mozart Hundred. That's the one. Damien Hall he won it in 5:25:21. Now I didn't realise Damien Hall was a, a V40. Is he? That's what he's down oh. as, yeah. He's down as a V40. Sorry to make you feel oh, worse. He's, he's, oh, uh, he's, yeah. So yeah, doesn't so look, doesn't look it. So anyway, he won it. Uh, he won this, won the 55k ultra in Ambleside in 5:25, and second place, Christoph. I think Nowicki. he also, um, I think he also broke the record. He smashed the record as well. So oh, did he? Crikey. Um, so so that makes me feel a little bit better. Yeah, I mean, he's really a fire. strong boy. Yeah. So Christoph Nowicki second in six hours. So. Damien won by 35 minutes. Ucha. Yeah, big well, that's, margin. Um, for a five-hour race, that's that's a big margin. And in third, wow. we had we had Tony Lambert uh, in 6.03, so a bit tighter there. And uh, on the women's side, excuse me, because they're not separate, but Gemma Carter won, Serpentine RC, 6.26. Second place, Lorraine Slater, Barlick Fell Runner, 6.31. 
and third place Rachel Pointer, Eden Runners in 6.47. Now what I find hilarious about the results here, they've got women who are over 40 described as lady veterans. That's the most polite uh, age category <laughs> definition I've ever seen. So very good to those, oh. all those lady veterans. Right. Well, there you go, eh? Well, yeah, there seems to be quite a lot of um, ultra news this, you know, in the, this episode. So we also had uh, legend Killian Journey. Um, he was doing the Bob Graham round, uh, which is a fell running challenge in the English Lake District. Um, it's named after Bob Graham, who uh, many moons ago was a, a Keswick guesthouse owner. Who in, 19, in June 1932 broke the, the fell running record by traversing, get wait for it, 42 fells within a 24-hour period, which is um, yeah quite a, quite a lot of climbs. Um, so th- this record um, it was the round was first repeated in a better time in 1960, uh, and since then. Uh, 2000, uh, probably about 2,000 people have, have completed the round. Uh, the fastest time uh, initially was uh, Billy Bland, uh, and this the record stood for, wait for this, 36 years. Um, wow. And bear in mind, 2,000 people have tried, you know, at least 2,000 people have, have tried to, have tried, you know, maybe not either A, completed it, or B, tried to comp- um, beat that time. And... Uh, yeah, it stood for a, a fairly long time. So there's been a lot of prestige around this, um, you know, around trying to beat this time. And, uh, you know, a lot of people have tried and failed. Um, so one of the, the best ultra runners in the in the world, um, he he ran it on Sunday. There's quite a lot of social media about it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm sure if you type it in, you'll see the, the, the photos and some of the, the, the footage, um, you know, and it was supported pretty heavily, I must say. I mean, I'm sure Billy Bland did it you know, with, with very little support. Um, you know, and I think Killian's also, you know, acknowledges how how hard it would, you know, the conditions are really good on the weekend, you know, versus Billy Bland, you know, the, the, the hills, you know, the, the tracks perhaps weren't as runnable and he, he probably had worse conditions than Killian did, but in, in any case, Killian beat the record by more than an hour, which is incredible. Um, so, so yeah, you can, there was a lot of hype um, around around the race, and uh, yeah, back down in the village, there was uh, hundreds of people who who, uh, who who came along and, and cheered them on in the final the final finishing straight. So, yeah, really really good to see that getting broken. You know, records are there to be broken. Um, so yeah, it was good to good to get a bit more hype about it. So, would you ever? Um, so, would you ever have a crack at? Do you fancy a crack at the Bob Graham? Because the Bob Graham challenge for the the Joe Bloggs normal runner that, that we all are, they're not the killing journeys. Is, journeys is to is just to complete it in less than twenty four hours. And there's a I know a lot of local guys, you know, Kev Harper, Simon Pierce, a lot of these cosmic runners who who've done it in recent years. Something you fancy? Is that on your radar? I think it would be. Yeah, I think they'd probably leave it a couple more years because I mean it's you know it's um I mean Killian, he he. Yeah, I mean every every episode we're we're saying that he's he was doing something or he was doing the Everest um God not the Everest marathon what's the Mont Blanc marathon. Mont Blanc marathon he was doing that the week before you know and he was he he won that race uh, and that was his kind of first big race after being injured so for him uh, you know a week later to 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 run a thirteen hour run um you know and he would have been going for it you know he, there's no doubt about that uh it, it, you know there's there's an element of okay, I'm not Killian, but 
you know, can I include this in in one of my um, you know, one of my runs in in in, in the you know in the forthcoming years uh, or as part of as a training run? Um, I probably would initially do it as a training run just to to kind of find out what, the lay of the land and then, you know, maybe have a, a good go at it. Um, but, you know, it's, you need a lot of support as well. If you want them to do really well in it, you need, you need you to do, have yeah. that support too. So, um, so yeah, maybe it's something we could do, Tom, together at some well, point. Maybe, uh, maybe I can have yeah. you some support, mate. I'll, I'll hand out water get, at the... Get, get a tar and running shorts uh, um, group to go along and wreck you the course. Crikey. So... We spoke, speaking of records, we've actually had another record at the last bit of news we want to talk about, and this is a bit close to home, is that Nikki Spinks, is, she became the first ever person to run a double Ramsey round. Now, for the listeners who are not aware, and to be honest, I wasn't aware until recently what a Ramsey round is. A Ramsey round is a 58-mile circuit, fell running circuit, or a running circuit, route round 24 summits in the Highlands, taking in a total climb of 28,500 feet, including Ben Nevis, the highest peak in Scotland and Great Britain, not forget. Um, 22 of the peaks are, of the 24 peaks are Munro's. So this is a, a hell of a challenge. So Nikki Spinks has the record, the f- fastest female record for the fastest round. So she did, she's run 19 hours, 39 minutes for a clockwise round. And she did that in 2014. But what she's done last weekend is she's become the first person ever to run a double Ramsey round. I mean, so you're talking, just to give the stats there, you're talking 116 miles over 48 peaks, including Ben Nevis. You're running Ben Nevis twice. And she did this in, well, she was shooting to do it in, um, she was shooting to run it in 48 hours, you know, to do the to do it twice, but she didn't quite make that. She did 55 hours and 56 minutes, which is still unbelievable. I mean, absolute similar to Killian there was some a lot of social media coverage and quite right because you know the other thing that's interesting about Nikki Spinks is she is a 51 year old Yorkshire farmer yeah you know so bloody good honor she's absolutely she's shown you know I mean she's obviously a top runner top ultra runner fell runner but regardless to run that I mean it's incredible I can't even I, I can't imagine running for that long so uh, I'm sure she's not listening but Congratulations, Nikki. That is uh, amazing, absolutely amazing, and inspirational uh, challenge to see. And some of the footage of her afterwards and the interviews, and it was lovely. Really nice to see how yeah. how overcome she was. Yeah, totally, totally agree with you, Tom. Um, you know, Nikki. You know, I, I've obviously followed Nikki Spinks in the ultra scene, and yeah, you're right. She, you know, she's 51 years old. You know, and she's such a talent, and also such you know a huge inspiration as well. I mean, she's. You know, she's always she's a she's a farmer and you know she she works hard and um you know and she's uh she's also she was also diagnosed with breast cancer in 2006 as well so i mean that would have um you know that that would obviously have take its take its own toll as well so she's a tough a tough girl anyway to, to do what she's done and um yeah yeah really really inspiring to to see uh to see her doing what she's done so I certainly encourage you to, to follow what she does, and she's got her own blog as well. So, um, you know, she's um, spoke about her feelings and emotions um, after the race and the race, the the run she did as well. Um, so yeah, so yeah, congratulations, Nikki. So I think that pretty much wraps up the the news. It's been quite a long one this week, but a lot of racing it seems in Scotland and a lot of a lot of international news. So next we'll get to the what everyone's been waiting for. 
a bit of chat about That's nutrition. Yep, yeah, so um, I'm going to be speaking to my coach, Lewis, uh, about periodized nutrition for distance runners. So it's a, a, a really good insight. Um, you know, I, I take a lot from, from what Lewis tells me, and um, I've learned so much about so much about um my you know my my training and and uh you know and it's certainly helped me um perform perform as well as i have so far so here it goes this is the doc talks uh lewis walker okay welcome back so the doc talks series um lewis is going to speak about ultra training and periodized nutrition Yay. So, yeah, this will be interesting, <laughs> certainly for me. Um, I'm still learning all about this, um, and I could I could speak, you know, I could listen to Lewis Farwers about uh, ways, ways, ways to get quicker and, um, yeah, in any in any discipline, never mind ultra training. So hopefully this is insightful. Um, so, yeah, uh, you want to? Yeah, well, I mean, I think that my interest in ultra training came about because you decided you wanted to do an ultra. Okay. And I remember that, that we were we were preparing for the London Marathon a couple of years back. Yeah. And but you'd also been a Scottish Trail Champion, Hill Runner, and you floated the idea that there was this fifty K trail race. Yeah. And uh, so you know, could I do that as part of my training for the marathon? And yeah, I said right, yeah. I said, Well, I, I think that would be quite a good thing to do and and my thinking on marathon training was changing a little bit at that point because one of the one of the things is if you're a if you're a what's called a fast twitch you know fast runner with a good five to ten k uh, uh, time you can train for marathons in a particular way that can make you faster coming at it from speed but I also wondered what what would happen if you didn't have that as as a great base um, and in fact, you were probably as fast as you could go for 10Ks. Could could you come at it from the other way, or how would you come at it from the from the you know at the ultra endurance side? And there was a guy, Steve Way. Do you remember Steve Way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I remember running with him the, uh -huh. second, the last was it the last time I did London. Um, he was running with me for the first half, uh, and then I I pushed on ahead, and he I bonked after like mile 18, um, and then he was. He went zooming past me. He didn't have a, a quick, quick time, but yeah, I know of him. Like okay, so Steve, well, Steve, Steve's run a two fifteen marathon, yeah. you know, for an oldie. Um, Forty was it not? Yeah, he was about four. Yeah, can he run the Commonwealth Games yeah. to, in uh, the Scot in Glasgow two thousand and fourteen? And and Steve was very good in that he publicised a lot of his training online, and he and he trained in in a lot of different ways. He used a lot of different types of training four periods of time to see how it would, would affect them. And and he got his marathon time down to about two eighteen and that was about as low as, as, as he got. And then he decided, well, ugh, I'm gonna try uh, to do a couple of ultras. And and so he did it he did a couple of ultras and he won the UK championships and then two weeks later he ran his best ever London marathon. Two, right. two, weeks, two after, weeks after I think it was. Yeah. And, and so he became quite keen to incorporate ultra training uh, into, into marathon running, uh, or his, his preparation anyway. And that, that kind of got me interested in, so w what is it about some runners that benefit more from, you know, from that, that kind of approach? And, and so 
when you decided that um, you wanted to, to have a go at the GB Trail Championships, 50k Trail Championships, with about, was it about 3,000 metres climb? And uh, fall, rise and fall? About two, two and a half. Two, 2,000 metres. Yeah. Um, but the, the actual World Championships was double the, was double, double wasn't the, it? Yeah. the height of, of the trial. Yeah. So, so that that for me was was a great reason to start to do a bit more research into ultra running yeah. and into into nutrition. I've always been uh, a fan of trying to get your nutrition right for marathon racing, and we can say a bit about that that later. Yeah. Um, so I started researching what what do you need to do in terms of your training, and what do we need to do in terms of of nutrition. So, so one of the key things was looking looking at um, the fact you were going to be running 50k at that point. It's not that much further than a marathon, yeah, yeah, um, really. But at the same time, with with about 2,000 meters of, of rise and fall, that makes it really challenging. And I think your time for that race was about four hours 55 or something. Yeah. Uh, so we had to plan for you to be on your feet for between four and five hours, and that's a completely different kettle of fish to running two and a half hours or faster for, yeah. for, for a marathon. Um, so, so we needed to look at what kind of training did you need to do and how, what was the nutrition that was going to support that. Now, w one of the things if you're running, if you're doing a marathon type training, it's relatively easy, and I say relatively, uh, to, to be able to train at your predicted marathon pace for a reasonable uh, time frame. I mean, I... I a, a classic session would be running somewhere around about 30 to 35k at yeah. close to marathon pace. Um, Elliot Kipchoge, Kipchoge his, his, um, his marathon sessions, well, he, he would often do 40 to 45k, about you know 20 seconds per mile slower than, 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 than his predicted marathon pace. So, you know, folk, folk were doing those kind of sessions and it was relatively easy to do, but um, but trying to do that kind of s session and extend it and recover, you know, when you're training for ultras, yeah. you know, is, is very different. And particularly when you go up from a 50k ultra to do a 100k ultra, you know, which is which I, is what I you, think you did. I slowly uh, convinced you from, you know, I, I didn't think you would you would say like, go for the ultra, and then you <laughs> said yes, I thought winner. This <laughs> is brilliant, you know. I'll just say it's, uh, you know, and it's not the, it wasn't really the main aim. It was just like I'll try it and see what happens, and I got yeah. in the team for the trial, and then. After that, and I did the world champs, and I was like, oh, this thing I could do 100k. And you were like, Yes, and I thought, Brilliant. <laughs> uh, so, so. And, and that just shows people how, how your goals can change a little bit because the, the first 50k ultra that you did was really in preparation as part of your early preparation to run London. Mm -hmm. But we found that you did very well in it, but you took a while to recover yeah. from it. And Black toenails. Yeah, and you bashed. know. L London went out the window a bit, but you got picked for the, the GB team, which meant a few weeks after London you were going to be running in Rome. Yeah. So our whole emphasis uh, kind of changed. But but the key things about, about ultras, whether you're doing 50, 80 or 100K, and, and you get races at all of these distances, is, is really about it's the metabolism. It's, it's the kind of like the fat burning and the fueling uh, as yeah. well as training your muscles to to work at that at that kind of rate, and although you're running, you're running slower than a marathon. So a marathon, you might be running five twenty-five uh, per mile, uh, and in an ultra, it may be six twenty-five per mile. 
uh, or then something slower. Yeah. What, what you've got to understand is that that with the rise and fall uh, of the terrain, you're actually using similar kind of energy utilization to, to your marathon. It's not as though, it's not as if it's a seven and a half minute fat fat burning mile and that's it. Yeah. It's it's still pretty hard needing a, needing a good mix of, of of fuel to you know to cope with that. So I, I think the kind of things that we we kind of looked at were well what what kind of training would you need to do? Uh, and, and we reckoned that you would need to get out there and run some 30, 40, maybe a 50k uh, session to start, you know, to, 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 to get yourself, um, you know, feeling what it felt like to, to run in these conditions and, and also, um, you know, train your muscles to, to cope a bit better yeah. with, with burning more fat. Um, and particularly when you're doing your 100k, you, you, can't, you can't just go out and run 100k in training. Yeah, because it takes you a while, <laughs> it takes quite a while <laughs> to recover. Oh, God, the first long, long run I did was, oh, I was so sore. It was it was only 50k, like, you know, yep. 50k training run, but the, the recovery afterwards, even though it was, like, eight-minute miles, like, because of the 2.8, it was, oh, but see now, like, the difference, I go out and do one now, I'm, I recover so much quicker, and yeah. I understand, my body understands what I'm doing, um, whereas before the fuel inside the things, you know, I, I could go out and do like a marathon without any fuel. Before I would never be able to do that, which is, you know, people are like, well, that's crazy, but well, it might be crazy, but but your your you know your body has learned to burn fat more effectively, which is one of the key things you absolutely have to learn how to do uh, in 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 an ultra. And you know, so some of the sessions that you were doing, particularly when you you went to Tarawera in New Zealand and when you had a fantastic performance and got a podium fifth place uh, in, in that in a, a top class field you, you know one, one of the things that that we did there was we we prepared you for that but you did a couple of 50ks a 60k and an 80k yeah. as as very specific sessions but we you had good recovery before and good recovery after so those were some of the specific um uh, mental and physical sessions that you did and then around that, we we built in different types of training. So when when you can't run, you know, 70, 80, 100k in, in your weekends uh, training yeah. load, you have to you have to you have to kind of get the fat burning uh, done in a different way. So there's there's a number of different ways uh, that that you can do that. So one of the things that you did midweek was that you did a fasted uh, morning run of about 10 miles so on a Wednesday you would you, you wouldn't have breakfast yeah uh, I don't I don't know whether you had a cup of tea or coffee without no, milk no, but it's too early yeah too right. get up you run 10 miles but then instead of carving up after that you you maintained a fat and protein diet for the rest of the day you didn't take any carbs and then later on, it was in the one day, time I did. Ooh. I realised rice cakes were, were carbs yeah, and, uh, yeah. That was an error in my part. But other, other than that, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then you do do a, a kind of more intense session. You know, six by a mile minute recovery. But by the time you warmed up, warmed down, that was the guts of another ten miles. Uh, so you're trying to run hard and fast, but with with low carbs. Uh, in your body, so really trying to get you. So, so there's no, there's no point in kind of training your body to run uh, eight-minute miles 
burning fat, you need to you need to get them running much faster while still burning fat. And I, I think as well, you know, like ultra runners, people like ultra running is a slow, it's a slow sport. But if, if you want to race it, and you want to do well, you you've got to remember, like you know, that I came from a ten k background, I've got the speed. But yep. trying to maintain that, okay, you are going to be a lot slower in an ultra, but relatively, um, you know, allowing your body to react. Uh, differently while you're fasting and to, to allow you to get quicker um, is, is quite interesting. It, it's yeah, well, it's it's uh, it's amazing what, what your body can uh, adapt to and accommodate to uh, over time. And and really, when I started researching the fueling aspects of training and, and what you can do to to train, there's some really really interesting things that that you can experiment with. So if, if you're going to be a marathon runner or beyond. Yeah, and, and all of what I'm going to say, you know, you can use in a marathon, particularly if you're going to be, you know, two and a half hours or, or more on your feet, because um, most of this stuff kicks in at, at two plus hours and certainly two and a half hours plus. Yeah. Um, so so if, if you take you know, a, a typical marathon preparation would say, yeah, you've got to get out and run 20 miles on a Sunday, yeah. right? So let's see, what, how can you run that 20 miles? Well, you could do the 20 miles without any fuel at all. So, so you take nothing on board during the run. Uh, and, and so you do 20 miles plus, uh, and you know, towards the latter end of that, you're forcing yourself to, to burn uh, fat a bit more effectively. Bear in mind, the first time I did this, I, I took, took Lewis's um, advice, a recommendation on how to do this 20 miles. So I went out and back by the time I got to mile 15, I had five miles to go. I had no fuel whatsoever. It didn't work as well as I wanted it to. I maybe went off too hard, so I burnt too much uh, carbs. I had nothing left, and I was I had to phone Debbie for her to give me a lift back home. Oh, I, I don't remember that. Oh, no, I didn't that, tell you. Uh, I probably right, okay. just manually added five extra miles to my to my Strava. <laughs> so, uh, but no, yeah, yeah. But now, like, obviously, it, yeah. If you're gonna, if you're gonna maybe do it. Maybe take one gel just in case it doesn't go. Yeah. So, well, I, but I, see, I always remember uh, Renato Canova training uh, some ultra runners, and one of the things he said was he, he would he would have them run really hard until they bonked, you know. So so basically, his session was you know go as hard as you can, you know, 30, 35k until until you bonk, and then try and keep going for another three k oh, uh, whilst whilst you're burning fats, and that that sounded pretty horrific to me. I think as well, sometimes when you, you bonk, you know, you, you do get a second wind yep. sometimes. Um, and I know when, when I was cycling, um, that, that's happened a few times and you actually, it, it does go away, but you, okay, you might not be at the, the speed that you were at before, but you, know, you can sometimes. Well, well you do. And, and, and so when you're, yeah, so it, the science behind this is, is quite interesting. If you look at carbs, you know, you get four, you burn four calories per gram of, of carb, or you get four calories per gram of carb. You get nine calories per gram of fat. So on the face of it, fat looks like it's, it's a much better fuel source. Yeah. And in many respects it is, because we've got heaps of fat in our body. Even you as a very slim, you know, six or 7% fat That's body weight. There. There's you got a wee- bit of love handles. Yeah, yeah. Right, okay. That's, that's well, that, that would handles. be for Debbie to comment on, <laughs> not me. Uh, but, you know, but but the thing is, is that if you've uh, if you've got that kind of degree of of um, of 
fat on board, you've always got the energy to last. The trouble is, is that, is that the amount of oxygen that's needed to burn fat is much, much more than is needed to burn carbohydrates. So you can run much faster with carbs, but you can't, you can't run anywhere near as fast with the same amount of, of calories coming from, from fat. So that's the big, big problem of fat. Um, so you have to try and get you, you have to try and learn to run more effectively with fat, but you have to also try and run a bit faster with fat as well. So if, if, if your characteristic first strategy is to just get out and run your 20 miles with, with no fuel, you know, that, that's one way to start doing it. Yeah. Another way to do it is what's called, uh, you know, just doing it fasted. Uh, so instead, instead of having breakfast uh, in the morning, you have a cup of tea or a cup of coffee, but you don't have any milk because there's sugar in milk, you know, there's lactose in milk, um, and, and, and go out fasted from that. That cuts out what's called your liver glycogen. So, so basically, your liver stores uh, carbohydrates as glycogen, and it stores probably about 300 to 400 calories. And, and that's what you make up by having breakfast. If you fast overnight, you lose the stores in your liver. And if you're a, if you're a, a, a lightweight runner, you might use 100 to 110 calories per mile that you burn. If you're a heavyweight runner, you might be 140 calories. But so, so your liver is probably probably gives you about three miles okay. worth worth of, of running. That's a yeah. way to look at it. And you know you're your muscles store probably about another 1600 calories of carbs so normally you've got a bit about 2000 calories uh, anyway yeah. but you need two and a half thousand to run a, a, a marathon uh, or, and sometimes up to three thousand depending on uh, your, your, your size and weight so you've you've got to do something that ekes ekes all of that out so getting back to the using our 20 mile run you could don't fuel up beforehand at all by, yeah. by not having breakfast, cuts out the liver component to it. So that puts an, an added stress in it. So you start burning fat a bit earlier. You could, if you wanted, delay your recovery. So instead of eating immediately after your 20 mile run, uh, you could delay it for two or three hours and then carb up. Yeah. Uh, and and that, that, um, that gives a better bang for your buck. Yeah. Uh, but it, it does make your recovery for the next day perhaps a bit more hazardous. So you, yeah. you do have to be careful. So that's that's um, some fairly standard strategies. But now, now we've got a strategy called sleep low. So sleep low is an interesting uh, kind of strategy. Uh, you, they used to think about this in altitude training, you know, uh, sleep high, train low. Uh, but sleep low basically means sleeping with minimal carbs in your body. So how do you do that? So on a Saturday, you would do a couple of runs. Uh, and you do a run particularly in the evening uh, before bed, but you wouldn't have any carbs you know, after that. So you'd be depleting your muscles uh, before you went to sleep. You would have nothing to eat in the morning, so you're kind of double depleted. Yeah. And then then go for you. So, so you've got your liver depleted and you've got your legs a bit depleted yeah. and, and that will you know, make you um, burn fat you know, more usefully and over you time. If you were to do that, would you, you know, would, it go, would you do any type of run? Could you do, like I said, in a 20, it might just be five miles. So yeah. I know what we do, you know, what I do is um, 
most of my morning runs I wouldn't eat breakfast anyway I would just yeah. go out and do a fasted three to five three to six eight miles in the morning and, and that would be it and then I would have breakfast and, uh, and obviously the, the the 10 mile you know do my 10 mile fasted anyway then I would have my protein fats and then I would go into yeah. that session um, but yeah I've done it a couple of times you know the sleep load type stuff um, and, and yeah when you're you're essentially double depleted and, and one thing to recognise is I found is that you're you're not going to go fast. <laughs> you're not going to be yeah. you know it's, you, you don't don't expect to be getting quick times or don't expect to be feeling like Kipchoge because it's not going to happen. Um, so, but certainly the, the benefits of it uh, is, is what we kind of chatted about. Um, yeah. So so what what you're really looking to do? So you're looking as an ultra runner to 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 make your fat metabolism really good but you can't go out every weekend and run 50, 60, 70, 80k and, and recover well enough you know, to, to do the rest of your training. So you have to kind of split it. So, so you have to put your body into the condition where a much smaller amount of training will engage that, that metabolism effect. Um, so that that's essentially what you're doing without the overload of the you know the 40, 50, 60k, uh, you, you're getting it with 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 much less k. I, I mean I think and that's you know when I speak about k, it's not special k, which is <laughs> carbohydrate. You're not allowed to eat any of that. No, no, none of that. <laughs> but um, you know, getting back to to what you're saying about going out for your you know three to five miles in the morning fasted, to be honest, that's not going to do you an awful lot of good. Um, it's not, it's not going to train your fat metabolism yeah. terribly well because the fat metabolism training comes from either doing a long distance or doing a reasonable distance like a 10 miler and then not fueling up with carbs after it and then having a second session later on the day when you're, all, you're still yeah. carb depleted. Now this is hard training and like I said uh, the last time we spoke it's really important that people have got a good base of training to get them through before they start experimenting with this yeah. stuff. You know, this is not this is not a, 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 a short, sharp, um, uh, you know, uh, circuit to, to or short circuit to get you to to a fast uh, time without having done the basic yeah, training. Yeah. You have to get the basic training in. I think that's bang on. You know, because I mean, I would you probably be giving me this stuff if I never had the the training behind it, you know, the volume and the consistency, which which I have been doing, um, it's almost like marginal, not marginal gains, but Ooh, is, that's, a, that's a bad word, marginal gains, sky, <laughs> sky, oh, yeah. trust, trust us, we're the marginal gains team. <laughs> Do you know where the marginal gains came from again? You know, so Debbie's done this uh, Scottish Cycling Championships. Yeah. A couple of people who were there were on the bike, oh, if you do this and that to your bike, you're going to get marginal gains, and I'm like, all right, very good, but you know, our bike, your bike's quite good, but at the end of the day, it's a, it's that kind of hard training, that effort she's been putting in. And, uh, yeah, you need you need the consistent. Well, you know, so. ninety-eight to ninety-nine percent of what yeah. gives you your bang for your buck is the consistent training that you've done, and playing about at the margins. You, you know, get you a wee bit more, yeah. but you can't play about at the margins unless you've got you know weeks and weeks and weeks of of pretty decent stuff behind yeah. you. Uh, but it's, yeah, I, I do always find it quite interesting that, that, that and it's human nature I suppose to look for shortcuts you know what's, what are the top athletes doing you know, what are their special sessions if I just do two or three of them then I'll be special like them yeah. uh, but it doesn't, it doesn't really work that way 
The, the, okay. One of the things I wanted to say, though, you know, in terms of the periodized nutrition, is is that um, that you wouldn't do this any more than say twice a week. You know, so for your your Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, you're fueling up, carving up normally, getting good recovery in. For your Wednesday, you're doing your your fasted run and, and trying to deplete carbs. And over a weekend, you might choose to to use one of a variety of different ways of of putting your your muscles into burning a bit more uh, fat, um, but you have to recover, you know, in between times. Periodized nutrition just basically says that in the early part of your training phase, in the first few weeks, you want to you may want to do more of these runs at a slower pace uh, with a bit more um, uh, carb depletion, uh, and then in the later stages, you still want to be running hard and fast with a reasonable amount of carbs on board. So you've got to practice that. Yeah, that's something that I've, you know, obviously I've been doing because you, you, you tell me to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, you know, balancing out that you're going to do a long session with no carbs and then versus a, a session where you're, 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 you're carb, you know, you're full of carbs and you're ready to go and and you're looking for a good time you're looking for a good performance and um, and yeah there's a big difference in, in the in the way absolutely you handle that um, and and obviously the, 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 you've got this, you have to learn how to race whilst you're fueling as well and certainly when I did a couple of ultras already I've, I've had issues in the, with fueling um, so learning how to like hold your bottles and drink and learning how many gels you should be taking yeah uh, all that kind of stuff or should you be taking solids while you're running not even the timings of it but also the types of gels yep. and the types of solids because some of them might not agree with you and, uh, and that's something which i've had to learn luckily i was saying before you know i do quite a lot of kind of carby junk kind of food uh, i eat good food as well but um, i've certainly found you know what, what i can and can't take when I'm going for a long run. Well, one, one of the things that I think is really important is uh, that you may want to train low, i.e. low carb, uh, for periods of time, but you want to race high carb, whatever you're doing, whether you're a, a middle distance runner, to, you know, a half marathon, marathon, uh, but particularly ultra runner, you want to be racing with you know your high performance comes from racing with carbs you want as much carbs in your muscle pre-event as possible and you want to be getting as much carbs on board throughout the the actual competition and 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 so one of the things that the sports physiologists are recommending that you do is, is what we call gut training so so and, and this is the fascinating bit about it um, so when you look at how much glucose can your body Absorb so it's really your gut. How much how much glucose when you're running can you take in, and can be absorbed across your gut and get into your muscles to be used, and and the answer to that is it's around about sixty grams per hour. Um, so sixty grams is about two hundred and forty uh, calories of, of of carbs, which is enough for a you know a couple of miles anyway, um, and. And the other fascinating thing is, is they found that, so that's glucose, but they found that fructose has got a different transporter in the gut that, that doesn't compete with glucose transport. Mm -hmm. So you might be maxed out at 60 grams of, of uh, glucose in your drink, but you could add another 30 grams 
or up to 30 grams of fructose and it gets absorbed by a different mechanism uh, so you can you can actually get 90 grams per hour now that's a huge amount and that will may cause you gut problems so you've got to be very careful yeah I, I I've obviously tried this and tried and tested it and, it, and it's worked for me I mean like I said you know gut, gut wise I'm, I'm quite I'm, I've got a rock solid gut to be honest <laughs> um, but you know working that out when I'm doing the 100k right I've got 60 grams you know how many gels am I having to take with me for 50k yeah. or you know 100k and I'm just like oh god yeah, I don't, you know so I did that at Talawira I didn't add add them up enough yeah and I had I didn't have enough gels with me and I ended up there wasn't any gels at any of the other aid stations it was like airplane sweeties which didn't really do the trick for me like it had no yeah. glucose and it was just pure glucose and um, so I had a real bad patch during that 100k uh, but it's something that I was just like well I don't want to take too many gels because it's going to weigh me down but equally if I had enough gels with me I would have been heavier but equally I would have managed to run yeah. with more fuel um, so yeah it's definitely important to know like you know firstly how many how, how many gels you're going to be taking or how many calories of glucose or and or fructose um, that you're going to take with you and make sure you've got enough yeah and, and there are there are um, products in the market now that have got that the right combination of glucose and fructose within them both as drinks uh, you know and as gels so really useful to to search those out and uh, and experiment with them the key the key thing i always say to people is do not use these on your race day if you've never used them before you really need to you really need to get practiced with doing it. You need to train your gut. You know, if you're serious about this, you're not simply training your muscles to run well. You need to train your gut to to be able to absorb the nutrients well over that period of time. Brilliant. Okay. Um, I'm just aware of time uh, yep. for this one. That, that was really good. Again, really insightful. Um, I'm sure there are going to be a lot of interested listeners. And, uh, yeah, and, and I'm sure there'll be questions which arise from it as well. And, I'm going to say one more thing yeah. that I kind of missed out. Caffeine. Caffeine? Oh, if, yeah, of course, uh, yeah, caffeine. If you're, you know, so a lot, I you, asked yeah. you this question a few weeks <laughs> ago, didn't I? Should I take caffeine with me and, or should I, should I not take caffeine? Um, so and yeah, and, we'll, and the yeah. answer is pretty much yes yeah. for, for the majority of folks. I know that you can now look at the genetics of whether you're a caffeine responder or not, but, but most folk will know one way or the other whether they are or, or, yeah. or, or aren't. Do you, do you have to stop caffeine before a race to then benefit from it during a race? The answer is no. Research is very clear on that. Uh, you don't you don't have to, to withhold it and to get an extra bang for your buck. But you do now get gels that have got caffeine within them. And I, I would certainly tell people experiment with that and give, give it a go. Yeah. I, for me, um, I, I usually take one per hour. Um, and you, you do, you're right, you get so many varieties of gels which have caffeine in them. Um, and, and yeah, I, you know, I, it's difficult to know whether or not they work, you know, when you're doing it. But for me, I felt it did certainly pick, yeah. certainly picked picked me up a little bit. Um, so yeah, I would, I would definitely go for that. As well. The re the research evidence is that that caffeine definitely boosts performance yeah. for the vast majority of people. Brilliant. There you go. Okay. Thanks very much, Lewis, and we'll get you back on the show, hopefully next next time as well. Well, I think, I think you maybe, you, you, well, I don't know, you've maybe exhausted everything, <laughs> everything that I know. I, I think a good topic, and your listeners might 
you know, want some of this or no, but it's, it's about strength training strength. For, for endurance runners. Strength training would be brilliant. We've already had a few questions from, from some of our listeners. Um, Dave Anton, no, not Dave Anton, he's always getting a mention there. Rod Wallace certainly had a question. Um, and someone else did that. I can't remember who it was. But yeah, if there's anyone who's got any uh, certain topics they would like to discuss, like, I mean, uh, you know, not, not bigging Lewis up any more than I already am, um, but he's, he's an oracle of, of knowledge for, for anything running, so it would be really good to, if there's something burning you want to ask him, feel free to, to let us know. Um, that would be awesome. Thank you very much, Lewis. Okay, cheers now. Cheers. All right, thanks, Kyle, and thanks, Lewis. That was fantastic, that Doc Talks. Another great one in the series for all you all you runners at home to, to learn from. So next what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the Inverness Campus 5K women's race. So last week we talked about the men's race, and we backed our man Kenny Wilson for the win. And now we're going yeah. to have a quick run through just, the, just, um, the ladies. Sorry, Tom. Just before we back uh, Kenny, what, what's your top three male prediction? Oh, here we go. Right, so I'm going to call... Kenny Wilson for the win. Yeah. Will Mackay second. Stephen Mackay third. Oh, like it. You? Like it. Oh, you can't put me in the spot. Yeah. God. All right. All right. Kenny, Sorry, Kyle. Kenny. You, can, you can call the ladies. Okay, I'll call the ladies right. then. Yeah. So, on the ladies. So, I'll, what I'll do is I'll quickly rattle through the start list and then we can have a bit of discussion. So, remember, they're, they're ranked by PB. So, top of the list we've got Scottish and British international, Mary McLennan, Inverness Harris, who leads the field with a PB of 16.11. Following her, we've got Annabelle Simpson, 5AC, also a Scottish international, 16.25 PB. Coming in behind her, Jenny Bannerman, Scottish international, 16.33. Further down, we then move to Anna McFadgen, 17.01. Anna, obviously, off the back of that great uh, result of the Europeans last week, the hill running. And then following her, we've got Fiona Bryan, 17.09 PB. Yeah, so what do you think? Oof, it's a, it's a, it's a stacked females field, isn't it? It really is. I, I, I'm going to, I think it's, there's more depth in that than there is in the males. You know, the men's field's still got the depth, but the female field, oof. And what's, what's exciting about the females is also, these girls are going to be running with, there's, I mean, Mary, who is, sitting there at the front of the field in terms of ladies, she's actually sitting 20th in the field. So she's going to have the benefit of running with, you know, guys. This is not, you know, this is not going to be a, a yeah. solo effort. And to be fair, Mary McLennan is in top form. She That 17, sorry, beg your pardon, Mary, 16-11 is a recent run. One yeah, of these, um, you know, races down south. She's been racing, she ran the BMC 5,000 metres. I think she might have run the 5,000 at the... There's another 5,000 she's run recently. So she's what I'm saying is she's run a, she's been on the track, she's been on the road. She should yeah. be sharp. You know, in 5Ks a race, she can really race into, I think. So I don't think you can look beyond Mary McLennan for the win. No, I mean, you know, has she not done a 1608? Is, is, that, is that the case? She may have run that since. Maybe she has. Um, I think she's certainly going to be shooting for, for I mean, she's got, she's a top, she's a top ranked, um, female in scotland this year um so you know if you're if you're at 16 10 16 11 and you're you're feeling good and you're you know you're the you the the peak of of your running you know I, i've got a feeling if she gets the right race she's going to be she's going to be rooting for that sub 16 um 
you know, and also like a lot of the races she's been doing on the track, it's been it's probably been female, you know, it's it's been a female race. It hasn't been a men and female race, uh, mm-hmm. male and female race. So it, she's going to have the benefit of a fast course, um, good conditions. It's later on in the evening. It's not going to be as warm. Um, you're going to have a good group of runners to to shelter behind and to pull you along. Like all the conditions are there. You know, it's um, it's it's whether or not you're you're feeling fresh in the day. So. Um, but let, let's not forget, you know, I mean, you know, every single every single uh, athlete has has a good day and a bad day, so you never know. She might she might have an off day. She might not be. I, I'm sure if she's coming up to Vanessa. She's going to be tapered for this one, um, based based on the the you know how how quick I feel that it's potentially going to be. So um, yeah, I don't think we can really uh, you know I think the outright favourite has to be Mary really. Um, so. In terms of the, you know, in terms of the top three, uh, well, the second and third. Um, that's exciting. I think that's really oof, tight between the both. rest of them. I mean, I mean, Annabelle, Annabelle Simpson, uh, you know, she's ranked second at the moment, um, and on the field, she's been running recently. Uh, I think her last race was on Tempting, and she did a ten k in thirty six, and she was second. Uh, she's ran. A sixteen twenty-five uh, a couple of months ago. So yeah, Scottish yeah, champs, yeah. yeah. That's at Scottish Championships and she was um well, she won it, didn't she? She's a Scottish she champion. She is the Scottish five K champ and I believe and Yeah. Um I mean Jenny Jenny got was she not second or third? Yeah, in that? She, she was, yeah, that's right. She medalled, that's right. No, no. Uh so that's gonna be tough and obviously Anna McFadgen as well, like she's just come back from the a second, a silver at the European Mountain Running Championships. Whether or not she's going to be, you know, she'll have the speed um, to, to to podium. Who who knows? Um, you know, I, I I think when you're doing a lot of mountain running, you, the the speed can can be zapped from your legs. So she she certainly has got the strength and the endurance, but um, the actual outright speed, I'm I'm not too sure where she's at with that at the moment. Um, but yeah, let's not let's not negate her from getting getting the top three. So yeah, and uh, Jenny as well. Jenny Bannerman's been running really well just now, um, and uh, yeah, I think I think she'll she'll be looking to get a PB, and I think there's no no real reason why she wouldn't be if the conditions are right. Uh, yes, it's going to be really exciting, it Tom. Be. I think I've got to say, I mean, I'm obviously heavily biased, but when I look at that list, the person who of the women whose time is out of date is Fee. So yeah, I was going to say. So that, I mean, that's, just where she. So she's she's run a she's done at seventeen oh nine, but I mean that she ran that in two thousand fifteen in in Boston. So Feed is not someone who runs five k a lot. She's very much, you know, doing a lot of half and marathon work recently. So I think I think she's got a a bigger run than that in her. So oh totally yeah. I mean I've been doing a little bit. I've been doing a little bit of Strava stalking, and uh, she did a session this week, and uh, she was uh, along in, in Duffy Park maybe. I I don't know where she yeah. did it, but she loves Duffy Park. Yeah, our, our splits were okay. Oof. I was, you know, I was like, God, I'm glad I'm not running with you. If we leave, leave that <laughs> yeah. till uh, till you, you do your marathon training and slow it down. But ah, yeah, you must be out. I mean, do you get do you get out much with with uh, with with Fiona then? Do you do well, much? I know you. We'll, I know you often, you know, do your long runs, but you, you don't you don't tend to do much speed work together, do you? No, we don't. I mean, Fee obviously Fee Fee has her own plan. I. 
I tend to wing it a bit more. So we, you know, we and also she's, she, you know, we don't, you know, it's like you're doing your own. If you've got a session, it's better just to buckle down and um, focus on your own splits, focusing yourself. So she, so we don't do sessions together um, really, but we yeah, occasionally do a long run and easy runs together. So I think it's going to be tight though. I think you know you look at basically Annabelle, Jenny, Fee, and I'm missing one. I mean, I'm just going to say... Anna are going to be tight. Yeah. I think that four are tight for two and three. I'm also going to say, you're right about, um, you know, the Fiona's 5K time is basically half her, her 10K time almost. Yeah. You know, she's 34.32 and she's 17.09, so she's definitely due a, 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 you know, to smash her, her, her 5K, really. Um, so, yeah. so, yeah, I'll be... You know, I, I, I have to put her in the, the podium... Because she's your, you know, she's Fiona. So, absolutely. Sorry, sorry, girls. Fiona's on. Fiona's my my third place girl. Very good. So I think it's going to be incredibly exciting. We uh, a big shout out to Ross Cairns who we've uh, who were, I think is great. He's done a great job to pull this race together. Um, we've been unfortunately uh, due to schedule not being able to get uh, have a chat with Ron Ross. We we're hoping to get him on the show, but I'm up tomorrow night at the race, so. Um, the dictaphone will be in hand, Kyle. Don't worry. Good I'm stuff. We'll get we'll get a few people, and um, you know we've already touched base with Mary McLennan, who's keen to give us some uh, give us some chat about her running at the minute. So, yeah. So stand, stay tuned to the Tartan Running Shorts Facebook account tomorrow. Get, Hopefully, guys, get some, we'll get some news on there. Facebook live live action going on. Well, hopefully, yeah. If I can convince someone to hold my phone, that'll happen. So, Aye. yes. Yeah, so yeah. very good. Good stuff. All right, so that kind of rounds up the the review of that. Um, what else do we have on on the show? Uh, we also spoke about the Great Aberdeen Run last week, and uh, we had a, a competition, didn't we? Um, we did. So, firstly, thank you very much for for entering the competition. Uh, oh, it was just a simple um, like and share the the episode number ten on Facebook. So we had quite a, you know, a really good response. Um, we had over 40 people uh, who, who took part in the competition. And we yeah. had more than that who liked it. So the people who didn't like it and didn't share it, then, you, sorry, guys, all you need to do is press share. You could have been, you could have got a free entry to the Great Aberdeen Run. So shame on you guys. So next time is we do a competition, press that like button, press that share button. Absolutely. Um, so, so, yeah, we've... So we, yeah, drum roll. The winner, so we've got two winners. We'll go half marathon first. The winner of the half marathon place at the Great Aberdeen Run, who will be joining Kyle and I in the start line, is Andrew Thompson. Congratulations, well done, Andrew. Andrew. Brilliant. And for the 10K place at the Great Aberdeen Run, uh, the winner is Kareen Jack. Well done, Kareen. Well Congratulations. We'll Excellent. see you there. Brilliant. Uh, so yeah, we'll 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 chat offline, um, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll get those uh, half marathon, those 10k place spots uh, all all ready to go for you. So, so yeah, really hold looking, on. I'm really looking forward to the race now. We're about we're about a month and a, six weeks out now. So yeah, getting quite excited. I hope the weather holds like this because last year it was it was a brilliant day. You know, it's a great event. Load of good support out on the course. They've tweaked the course this year, I understand, as well. So we don't have that little out-and-back section next to Vitodri. So that should uh, slicken it up. So, you know, it's another race. Maybe not. You're maybe not going to run a PB, but it's a good opportunity to get down and get down and race your 
race your peers at the same time. Yeah, it'd be really good. I really enjoyed it last year. Um, it's just it's just really nice to see that the city of Aberdeen closes closes all the roads uh, for you know for a race. Um, I know they do the Baker Hughes 10k, but they don't close the city for that. They just close part of the the race. Um, part of the part of the city along the beach boulevard um so yeah having having you know the city closed down the union street closed down just really gives it that kind of carnival atmosphere yeah. so uh yeah it, sh- it should be should be really good um i think as well it's going to fit in really well with our, our marathon build up as well later on yeah it will do yeah yeah good yeah. half bit of prep there so yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to it for sure yeah should be good so yeah so other than that, um, upcoming races, we what, what have we got coming up, Tom? Well, we just well one thing we want to give a shout out to is the the railway relay, which is coming up in August. So this is a an event hosted by Newbury Dunes Running Club, and it's uh, it's on Sunday the fifth of August, and it's a a relay over twenty six and a half miles from Peterhead to Ellen, and you can run that in teams of three, four, or five, and there's there's designated handover points depending on how many people in your team. So this that entries for that have now gone live. It looks to be a really good event. Sadly, we are not around to run it, but it looks to be a a good one if you've got a few clubmates or workmates or just mates you want to do that as a really. It could be good crack. Entries and information is on Entry Central, but most importantly, the Tartan Running Shorts podcast hugely supports this because there's beer at the finish. Ah, oh, amazing, and that's free. That, that is free beer, well, part of the entry. <laughs> Yes. I, I don't. I can't confirm it's free, but there is beer available. <laughs> it's got to be. It's got to be included. Yeah, it, must be. Mate, it is now. That's spectators, sure. spectators, do they have? Can they just pretend that they've run it? No. I guess. I guess if you just put a number on your vest and look sweaty, you can probably get Aye. beer. Well, it's, it's happened in the past, isn't it? It's happened so sign, it has done. So sign up to that. And in fact, if here's here's one for you. If four listeners want to get in touch and run as the Tartan Running Shorts team, we're happy to back you and. And you can represent us in this relay. You can be the Tartan Running Shorts team at this relay. There's one pair of Tartan Running Shorts. So <laughs> yeah. if any, the first person who who wants to run for Tartan Running Shorts can can borrow my seven twenty year old Tartan Running Shorts. But we do. You do have to provide your own underwear. That's 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 clear. Yeah, you, you can't run without any underwear on yeah. for um for safety reasons. You know what? I missed a trick. I should have spoken to the man himself, Ron Hill, and said, Ron, it's his brand. Sort us out some tartan running shorts. We need to, that's an action on us actually is to is to make the is to get those put back into production. Yeah, absolutely. Um I mean you know, the the, the demand for tartan running shorts, everyone is like, Where did you get them? I, yeah, I love a pair of those. Uh, well, mate, you wouldn't have loved a pair of those if your Bobby was wobbling about. That time I did that sprint and came last. <laughs> Lovely. What else? Is, anyway, what else is coming up, Kyle? Um. Oh well, the your, uh, the the Tour of Fife kicked off this week as well. Um. Not the Tour Tour France and the the, the Tour of Fife. Yeah, the so Tour of Fife, uh, that's right. You know that that's a bigger event, the Tour of Fife. Um. So base, essentially, you you you've done this before, Tom. You want to tell the have, tell yeah. listeners what's about? So so it's. It's five nights of racing. I get, it kicked off. I saw um, friend of friend of mine, Ali Brocky, who runs for Christoph, and he's he's running it. I saw he he's I think he's won it in the past, but I saw he he uh, he was running the other night, so it must have kicked off. There's it's over four or five nights, a race every night, and 
yeah, we'll recap the results next week. But it's a really cool event, actually. It's good. I've talked about it before, so I won't, I won't ramble again. You, listen to episode three if you want to hear all about the the tour of five. But certainly, we'll go through that next week, and it's definitely worth looking at for next year if you're after some summer racing. Totally great. Um, so yeah, other than that, uh, there's there's a few races here and there which are coming up. There's an ultra race that's called the Carroll Way. Chase Ultra, which is in Loch Goylehead, um, the Alva Highland Games Hill Race. Now, I did this a couple of years ago. Boy, oh boy, it's steep as hell, and it was pissing in the rain, and I just slid all the way down the mass. Um, first to the top, about second last when I got to the bottom. It's a hellish race, but it's a, if you like steep races, then get yourself over at the Alva Highland Games Hill Race on Saturday. Uh, there's the... The Dram, the Dram half, which is a Dun- the Dundee half marathon uh, on the Sunday, and uh, that's there's also the marathon as well. Uh, so there's, there's a half in the mar- a full marathon as well, the Kelso 10k, and finally, oh, there's a local race, the Chapelton of Elsick 10k in Chapelton in Aberdeenshire. I've never heard of is it. That, is that this weekend? That's actually, yeah, so shout out to that race. That's yeah. uh. Campbell Hayden, who's a Metro Aberdeen runner, he's like one of the guys involved in organising that, and it looks to be a great little event. If we went away right. this weekend, I'd be, I was uh, talk to Campbell about maybe running it, but sadly we can't. But yeah, that looks really good. So good luck to that, the organisers of that. I hope it goes well. We look forward to hearing how the results go. I think Mr. Rustler, Cameron Strachan's running that. So was he? You got to put your mortgage on him to to take the win at a well, race, you, a race you, like you, that. You would think so. Um, I don't know if there's any uh, if there's any entries going. Um, well, the entries have closed. Um, I think it's full. I think it's actually full now. Yeah, there's no entries on the day, so wow, it must be pretty for impressive them. for it to be full. So I don't know how, how big a, a race it is. Uh, I think, oh god, how many people are doing it? Oh, 280 people are doing it. Jeez, oh, wow. wow. So there you go. That's uh, I think it's like it's not even a road. It's a trail race as well. It's uh, some of it's on trail. So mm. uh, there's also a 1k. Um, there's a 1k race for for kids. Uh, e, which I think you can enter in the day for that. So if you do fancy that, you can pop yourself onto that. Uh, so yeah, other than that, there's there's not really anything else on the agenda other than your local park runs, which you you should always support and volunteer um, when you get a chance. And what we're doing this weekend, Tom, is you'll be recovering after your your 5k PB. Yeah. In the weekend, are you doing sorry. a long run or what are you doing? Yeah, I'll do a long run. So, um, I can, well, maybe next week we can start talking about our marathon plans. But I'm I'm going to try and kickstart my marathon training this weekend with a, a good old long run. Maybe get 18 miles in on on uh, or so, uh, 16 to 18, I think, on Sunday. So, that's the kickstart of uh, of the marathon training. But I said that's, that'll be worth once we've got these. That might be a good thing to discuss next week. Chicago and Frankfurt, the road to those marathons. Yeah, just to run up to. I mean, everyone should be. If you're, you're doing a lot of marathon now, it's the time to start thinking about what your sessions are going to be, uh, yeah. what training you're going to be doing. Um, so, yeah, we can have a chat about that next week as well. So that's about it for, Very good. for this so weekend. This, if this you want to get, so if you want to get in touch with us, you can, as always, email us on tartanrunningshorts at gmail.com. You can engage with us on Facebook, which is at tartanrunningshorts, or on Twitter, at tartanshorts. Brilliant. Right, well, Avner, you better get your feet up, Tom. You've got uh, you've got a race tomorrow, and you've also got work as well. So make sure that you you stay hydrated. Um, don't eat too too late. Don't eat too early. Think about when you're gonna eat because it's what time's the race? Seven well, seven p.m. Do you know what? Very good point. I'm uh, 
I'm a bit thrown by this. It's a 7.30 start, so I'm thinking big lunch, late afternoon snack. I would say that. Late afternoon snack, big lunch. Yeah. Then race, beer, maybe another well, beer. We'll and then, I'm, drive, I'm driving, so it might be, it and might then be fish, fish and chips, then uh, fish and chips in Inverness, beer at home. Ah, we okay. get home at midnight. Yeah, there's a bit of a convoy from the club going up, so we'll have a uh, we'll have Ben Ward run beer in the car to. You'll oh, be he'll, entertained. He'll be he'll Instagramming s- all the way up. Oh, he'll be stalking the beers, is he? I'm sure he will be. Yeah. Aye. <laughs> Good stuff. Right. right. Well, on that note, we will see you all next week. Bye.